good, the bad, the ugly. Welcome to Sustain Nutrition's podcast, Chewing the Fat, where Joe and James will be discussing all things good, bad and ugly regarding training and nutrition. So pull up your pants, put your best foot forward and get ready for some serious oral pleasure. Without further ado, here are your hosts, Joe and James. Sustain, <laughs> I think I'm about to die. Nutrition. Chewing the fat. Podcast. Episode. 51. The dog's just falling down the crack between us. Right. Good afternoon. Welcome to the podcast. 51. Yeah. Just figured out that we've done a year's worth of a podcast now. Because we missed a week. Because we definitely missed um, maybe even two at weeks. Least, at least one week. Right then, Josephine. What are we talking about today? What is our important subject for Fencing Drinks by Coffee? Mental health awareness. Week. Day. Yes, and it's not quite what I wrote, but that's fine. Okay, cool. <laughs> Mental health, fitness, nutrition, and the kind of links between the thrice of them. That's what I said. Mm, anyway, so, yeah, it's Mental Health Awareness Day yesterday. Yeah. Obviously, we're on point. We're on the, on, the, on the finger on the pulse. But, obviously, mental health is becoming more and more... There's more and more awareness... Hence the awareness day. Yes. Around mental health and its effects on people, the negative effects on people. So we're just going to kind of chat about that, kind of our thoughts on this, the links between nutrition, exercise, along with people's mental health. And that'll be us for another four hours. Yeah. Happy days. Go. So, we're just discussing this now, and I was saying one thing that I think is quite interesting is there's a quote that's attributed to Jim Carrey. Um, it's kind of done the rounds on social media a couple of times and he says something to the tune of I totally believe mental health or depression is an illness but if you're not eating well exercising being active being positive and doing all of the various preventative measures then you're not giving yourself a fighting chance so these need to be an area that you focus on and I think it's a really good point because I'm not saying and again we'll always say this sort of thing that you have complete control over every factor involved with these different thought processes, I guess. But there's things that you can control and these are always the things that we should focus on. And so often that we you know we talk about open and closed mindsets and people looking at things that they can do or people who look at things as being obstacles that can't be overcome. And this would definitely be what we're going to talk about today because your fitness and your nutrition are two things that you have absolute control over. So you should do as much as you can because it will help. Yeah, I think one of the things that we always say, or I always say, I'm sure you say as well, is you, do, you can control the things that happen to you, but you can control, to a certain extent, obviously, how you react to them. Like, obviously, these are very different to saying, you know, you can choose how you react to having uh, air quotes, bad day at work. But then if you're suffering from depression, anxiety, it's obviously it's very difficult. You can't just go, well, you could just choose not to be anxious because obviously it takes a lot more work to it. But like Joe said, if you can do everything you can to keep yourself in a positive state of mind, to keep your energy levels high, you know, to keep in that kind of positive mind frame, look for positives in things, then you're giving yourself that fighting chance. You know, obviously there's, you know, uh, medications and all sorts of, you know, CBT and all these different techniques that can be used. Um, 
but you might as well use everything you can. So instead of just like say, I can see you're interested to talk. But you know, for me, there's just such a clear difference. I just wrote an email and it's actually kind of like how people say, oh, I had such a shit day or a shit week. Well, usually it's kind of two or three bad things that have happened that you've just focused on and then you possibly kind of, you know, you've been tired, you've been a bit grumpy. And if those, you know, small things happened in a day when you were full of energy, you know, you were fully rested, you were feeling good about yourself, then you'd probably kind of be like water off a duck's back. So it's just kind of little coping mechanisms and strategies and kind of how much better you deal with things when you're kind of feeling healthy and happy and on point. Yes. I read a very, I'm just going to segue into this because I've not done much in it so far. I've listened to about an hour of a book so far. It's called Feeling Good. Is that about mood therapy? Have you heard of this book before? No. Nope. I haven't heard of it either. But the guy who wrote it, they ended up doing a lot of studies on it and it basically turned out that it was as effective at treating depression as therapy. And he'd written it for his clients to use in between sessions to try and keep them focused. But it, you know, they did a, and they've actually done like clinical studies on this and the impact that this has is absolutely massive. And again, it's one of those things where I've just given you the name of a book and given you a point that it might really help and you can research that yourself or not. And so often people just don't take this into their own hands. So, you know, we sit quite a lot with giving people advice to eat protein and veg and it's just not followed. I was reading Kevin Hart's book. I've just finished that. It's brilliant. He was saying about that his kids just don't appreciate what they've got and they're like, David Beckham's like trying to teach how to kick a football and he just goes, no, but I'm really bored. Like you've got a world expert here teaching you a skill you want to know and you're still not willing to put the time in. And this is what we see quite a lot is that people will, they'll have the information necessary at their disposal, but it's actioning it. And that's what's really hard for people. It's not necessarily the knowledge, but it's being able to put it into place and taking the time and the effort that it takes to do that and looking at why you're not and looking at the mindset behind this. Because you don't need a meal plan, an exercise plan, or a to-do list in regards to treating you know, depression or other issues like that because these things exist for free. It's just finding ways to make you do them or look at why you're not doing them. And that's probably what has been our biggest focus as coaches in the past four years since we started Sustain. It's, you know, I used to read a lot about specific things, so dairy or sweeteners. It just got to a point where I was thinking, this is useless. This isn't actually the information I need. I need to get people just to follow the basics. Hmm. It moves more from uh, knowledge to kind of like a skill set thing, doesn't it? Whereas the, the knowledge is all out there. The, you know, the post that we did the other day, it's kind of like, you know, fat loss is it's simple. It's a simple formula, you know, it's like kind of calories in versus calories out, create that calorie deficit, and that's it. The complicated part is applying that and applying it consistently. Oh man, I was just about to say consistently, is you can get anyone to eat well for a day, anyone can push through hunger Three for a day. Three days or a week. Yeah, or 28 days, as mm. happens with, you know, the, the 28 day challenge that we're doing at the moment, or we've done in the past. You know, that's how Sustained first started, was in like a 28 day format. People did really well, and they went straight back to how they ate before and their body shapes were before and you know this is the major Achilles heel of the dieting industry is that people just go cyclically through eating well to eating badly eating well to eating badly and they never look back and assess where things have gone wrong I think going slight, a slight segue here off yes yeah, so let's get back on track so I think it kind of one of the issues or pitfalls that we see with people is people feeling you know this kind of and I feel like stabbing myself in an eye with a compass whenever I say this people talk about being all or nothing and this idea that you have to be 100% perfect and people have to have this perfect training plan 
and this perfect diet and if they don't have that then what's the point you know, it kind of falls into that idea of you know you have one uh, bite of cake on a, on a on an afternoon so then it's that entire day is ruined so what's the point oh it's Thursday so I'm, I'm gonna the weekend's coming up so then I might as well just start again on Monday uh, and it's just you know applying that amount of pressure to yourself again you know if you're already in a poor you know kind of mindset it's not going to help it just it's the um, kind of compound effect of these small positive changes that you want to make you know yes doing exercise is going to be great for your mental health does that mean that you have to do 10 sets of 10 German volume training back squats then 10 minutes of hill sprints and then 10 sets of 10 bench press or whatever the shire is no go walk in the sun for 10 minutes do what you can yeah you know what I mean and then you know in two weeks time you might walk for 15 minutes you might track your steps over that week and then you're trying to increase them by a thousand it doesn't have to be anything major it just has to be an improvement on what you're doing right now same thing with the food you know concentrate on these kind of these marginal differences start off by just trying to hit a litre and a half of water a day or two litres whatever it is you know concentrate on having one more kind of home cooked meal or you know prepping your own lunch having a breakfast not having breakfast whatever it is that works for you doesn't have to be you know night and day to what you're doing now it just has to be a small change that you can tweak that's gonna make a big difference in the long run i'm going to go on all or nothing here is it's a justification for people going off plan yeah so often we have people saying i'm all or nothing and the immediate issue there for me and i'll if you have been coached by me and you've said this in the past two years i've probably said it to you is don't talk that way because you're basically saying there's nothing I can do about this. There's nothing I can do except binge and eat loads of crap or be perfect. Because the reason you're working with this is because you're not perfect. Because if you were, then you'd be in really good shape and really fit and physically healthy because you train all the time and eat perfectly and nothing would be wrong. That's not how it is. So if you're saying you're all or nothing, then most of the time you're probably nothing or you're not all enough to be happy with how you look and how you feel. And so by saying that, you're justifying your own behaviour, so it has to be, I struggle with moderation at the moment. So you've got something there that is very open to change and to, to being worked on, and that is really key to make sure that people are so often negative in the way that they talk to themselves that they're not giving themselves a fighting chance. So you've got to say, you know, it all starts internally. And that's what I really like about the three wins stuff we do with people is that it just makes people be a, bit, a little bit more positive or to look that positive. You know, we, we see a lot of people who look for the negative. You know, they lose seven pounds, but it's all water. Mm. Or they lose two pounds, but I, I'd have been happy with three. I was hoping for more. Yeah. A bit disappointed. And so it's, when you get used to it when you work with, you know, 100 people at once and you can see the people who are positive and how that then affects their decisions and their mood. Whereas the people who are endlessly negative, or the people who say, you know, I'm really missing pizza. You can you you, know, you can see into the future. You know they're going to fall off at some point because they're not seeing the bigger picture. And I guess the point I've got there is just back to mental health is that small wins and the accumulation of things. So writing down three wins might seem like a load of bullshit, but if you add in a little walk, if you have a little bit more veg, if you stack those wins up, it might not be enough to make you feel better. What if it is? What if it does make that difference? What if it is the the piece of straw that breaks the camel's back? then it's going to be worth you doing it. Yeah, I think it's so easy to get caught up in a, like a negative hype train 
that that's why those things of learning, like the skill of learning to look for positives is such a massive thing. And that's, you know, again, like we push our clients to write down three wins per day. Because if not, that bad day can turn into a bad week, can turn into a bad month and so on. You know, I'm sure everyone's had it when they've had like a, an awesome, either like a day out or a weekend away or something like that with a partner or with the kids or with the family, whatever it is. And then one little thing happens on the way back and you're really, really fucked off and you just dwell on that. And it's almost like that entire 48 hours or like day, you know, week has been wiped out. You've forgotten about all the good things that you've just done because you're fully focused on that argument that you've just had or, you know, your kid being a dickhead or your partner saying something stupid. That you need to just kind of pop yourself out of that because it's almost like you're trying to log super high and you drop down and you can't see anything else other than the kind of negative things that have happened. And that's when you become kind of hypersensitive and that person who's driving slow is pissing you off. You know, the person who's pushing uh, the... Uh, <laughs> it's me. The person, who, the person who's, you know, pushing the trolley around and getting you in the supermarket, he's really, really pissing you off. Whereas if you were super, super happy, you're having an awesome day, you wouldn't even notice that. So, you know, looking for positives in things, again, is just keeping you on that that steady, even path and it's going to stop you from dropping down into that kind of little pit of despair where you end up and, you know, kind of subduing yourself or kind of medicating yourself with food and drink choices that ultimately are going to lead you to be unhappy. Yeah, a good point look, kind of, uh, I quite like here is if you look at any of the willpower studies and various science behind this, often what they try to focus on is distraction techniques, is that when you're in that moment you have a negative, is that you go back to your really deep-rooted beliefs and habitual behaviours, which is often for people, you know, medicating and numbing themselves with food and drink. It's your, your lowest level of training. Yeah, so you, what you need to do is you need to buy yourself some time, you need to give yourself five or ten minutes for your brain to re-engage and to actually be able to assess that is people are so quick to listen to their inner voice that says, we need chocolate. Okay, I've got some chocolate, I've eaten it. And then the, and then that inner voice is, goes, oh, actually, you didn't really need that. That was, that was the wrong thing. I, I shouldn't have told you that. Whereas if you give yourself 10 minutes, you just buy that window opportunity to assess it a little bit better. And that can be anything you want. And one thing we both struggle with with clients sometimes is saying, what would you do differently next time? What other coping mechanisms, mechanisms can you put in place? And people will say, I don't know or I'm going to keep myself occupied, I'm going to go to the gym, and they just make it too complicated. It can be anything as simple as 10 slow breaths in and out, you know, walking upstairs, having a drink, listening to a song, you know, something you can do at your desk. It needs to be something really simple that can just break you out of that, that, that haze, I guess, you know, because something bad happens and you so quickly go back down that rabbit hole of, I need food to feel better, I need sugar. And then it's, you know, we just, people keep learning these, they keep repeating the same mistakes. They know afterwards it was the wrong thing to do, but they keep doing it. So you need to try and find something different. Yeah, it's that barrier that you want to put in front of that because like Joe says, you know, that the kind of the immediate you is saying, you know, the kind of the, the knee-jerk reaction, gut jerk, no, knee-jerk reaction, is gut jerk, I don't know, <laughs> feeling it in your gut, is um, get that chocolate, get that chocolate, it's going to make you feel good. But you know, kind of in the back of your mind, that long term, you know, tomorrow you're going to feel worse. And that's where we've spoken before on our podcast, saying about kind of that's why it's so important to collect this evidence, whether it's positive, whether it's negative, along the way, because it'll reinforce new beliefs. So your old belief is, I feel sad. You know, I had one of my clients, I had a sad day, I ate KFC for my lunch. 
So our old kind of beliefs are KFC, eating KFC or eating junk food will make you happy. When in reality she knows that actually the day after she was full of regret, she wished she hadn't done it. So you need to look at that and go, right, this evidence challenges my old beliefs that you know eating this junk food makes me feel happy because ultimately it makes me feel sad. So then next time if she did put that barrier up, whether that's a voice note, like Joe said, you know, whether it's listening to a song, whether it's looking at a photo, whether it's um, a video that she's done to herself, whatever that barrier is, you can look at that and then she can avoid having the KFC. I'm having a sad day. I'm not going to look at KFC. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to text you know someone that I love. I'm going to text my kids. I'm going to um, listen to a song that you know reminds me of my fucking first dance, whatever it is. What was our song at first dance? Um, Venga Bus. Uh, I was going to say, what's that pony song? <laughs> sure do I. Anyway, um, and then you've got, you can go, right, I didn't eat the KFC. I feel fucking great for doing that. I'm super proud of myself. That's some positive evidence. Again, challenging that old belief and it's giving you some new beliefs that actually, I feel much, much better if I don't eat this shit food and I do something different. I listen to Genuine, my pony, and I grind it out like magic mic. <laughs> Two large gay men. And <laughs> I carb on it, holding a sausage dog. Um, so again, it's pushing those positive things where you're doing something that you think is going to be negative, but actually you turn it into a positive. Another huge win. Yes. And I appreciate, you know, neither me and you have suffered with any major... No, thankfully. I'm very, very grateful. Issues. Yes. So it's, you know, this is just coming from our experience of working with lots of people and, you know, the knowledge that we've accrued through learning, I guess, ultimately. I read something interesting the other day. Someone put up a good, a good quote and it was saying that people could become so consumed with um, depression that it's, it's, you need to look at yourself as like, depression's like a cloud and you're like, a sky, you're like the sky. So whilst there can be times when all you see is cloud, without the sky, you can't have clouds. But the sky can exist without the clouds. Depression is just something that's there and will pass, and it's just a part. I remember saying to a friend of mine who was struggling, and they were seeing themselves as depressed, and I said, try to think of it like a holiday. It's somewhere that you go, that you come back from. It doesn't define who you are. It's just a place that sometimes you will visit, and think that people can get sometimes so caught up in this because it is so all-consuming but ultimately it will pass at some point you just have to put that same with fat loss you just have to persevere even when the right results you know you could be doing the right things and the result doesn't go your way what are your options is being negative going to help that is you know woe is me everything's horrendous going to help the situation or is following the process and, fo- and not focusing on the end result is going to be the right thing to do yeah positive steps it's not the size of steps it's kind of the direction that they're in He's hard out and he's snoring. Talk about the dog. Yes, sorry. Um, yeah, so, you know, as Joe said, you know, we have been very fortunate, I suppose, you know, to not suffer from anxiety or depression. But I do know that if I was to, then I would hope that I'd try and do everything within my power to change that. Whether that's kind of like, you know, speaking to different people, um, improving my diet, you know, ensuring getting the right exercise or some exercising, you know, all these different things that can, you know, they might make marginal marginal differences, but they're gonna make differences, you know, um, before you kind of go down that, the medication route and, you know, just do everything that you can basically, because if not, it's a it's a deep hole to get out of. Mm. I think as blokes, it's quite an interesting one. Is, is it suicide is the biggest killer of men between 25 and 50, something like that? I think so. Um, and uh, I went for counselling, yeah, I don't know how long, seven years ago, 
And the woman's saying something on the lines of, you know, well done, this is a really good action. I remember thinking, this is just what you would do. Is this not just what people do when you struggle that you find someone, you know, I haven't got an adequate skill set to get myself out of the situation I'm in. So I outsource it. You know, I find someone who knows more because I'm thinking, right, how do I change my thought process? Well, I can't do it. You know, I do not have what I need to do. I'm not, I'm trying to achieve something that I don't know how to do. So I pay someone else to help me. And that's what most people don't do, especially blokes with regards to mental health. And I think that, you know, you're saying now I do everything that I can do. Well, you know, and ultimately people struggle to exercise and eat well. But there's always something you can do, you know, and if that's getting on the phone and calling up a counsellor or something along those lines, you, know, you just have to keep looking and finding what you can do. Find someone who's got that skill set. You know, you can get books out from the library that are going to be able to help with these things. The book I just mentioned, Feeling Good. So it's not a case of, we're not saying you have to go out and exercise because some people won't be able to. But there's still things at your disposal that you can do that are going to make you feel a bit better if you keep doing them, you know, if you persevere. Yeah, it's just finding what works for you. And, and, you know, the key thing is to do them again consistently. You know, I know my, what do you call her? My auntie-in-law, my auntie from my wife's side, right. suffers from kind of depression and anxiety and stuff like that. But then she, you know, will make suggestions about kind of like improving her, her nutrition, uh, doing exercise, and she might do, you know, one or two, or she's seen a couple of the different therapists, and she'll just see them like once or twice, and then just go, that didn't work for me, and that's it. I'm a tough nut to crack, is one of the phrases she uses. But these things have got to be done consistently. You know, she's suffered from these things for, you know, over 20 years. So going to one CBT class, or, you know, one cranial psychotherapy session, or something like that, you know, you're not gonna bounce out of there Mm. You need to do something to stick. Same thing with you know with exercise. Same thing with nutrition. You can't just reverse you know twenty odd years of you know a certain mindset or a certain way of eating to or your patterns. Yeah, you know within kind of sixty minutes. So imagine. You know, yeah, like I said, it's just going to be all these little things that can just nudge you in the right direction. So whether that's you know you take up meditation or you take up yoga or tai chi or you know doing breathing exercises or you know keeping a, a, a gratitude journal. You know, whatever these things are, you know, according to the three wins, these are all positive things that are going to help you. You know, they might not, you know, make huge differences. They might make, you know, 1% difference, but it's a difference. And it's something that you can do, you can physically do to help. So you'd be silly not to do it. Mm, absolutely. Yes? Yes. So I think that's it. Because, you know, disclaimer, me and Joe are not doctors. We're not psychologists. We're just talking about kind of things that we see and things that, you know, we know about. So the difference between kind of, you know, I think it was George St. Pierre, UFC fighter. Mm -hmm. And he was saying, you know, the reason why he kind of gets his hair cut and stuff is because when he no, looks good, this was a while ago, when he looks good, he feels good, and when he feels good, he does good. And I think it's just that little psychological thing where you, if you, we, we deal with a lot of kind of mums, Busy mums who are so concerned about putting their family first that they don't invest in themselves all the time. And shit rolls downhill. So when you feel really, really good, the rest of your family is going to benefit from it. As I've already mentioned on this podcast, you know, when you're full of energy, when you're happy, you will deal with situations better. You will be more productive at work. You'll have better relationships with your friends. You'll have better relationships with your partner. Compared to when you're tired, when you've spread yourself too thin, when you're absolutely shattered, you can't stand the sight of anyone there's a huge difference. So don't be afraid to invest in yourself. Whether that's taking yourself off for 30 minutes on a night, 
and doing some meditation, you're doing some kind of grounding work, doing some um, positive affirmations. You're, yeah, whatever it is that works for you, do that, try that. You know, whether it's getting up 15, 20 minutes early before the kids or going to bed 15, 20 minutes later or not watching, I was going to say Love Island, but I don't think that's anymore. Whatever it is that you kids watch, um, these are things that are more important. It's hard, isn't it? Because it's asking yourself some challenging questions. Last one for me, because I got a good bit from uh, Kevin Hart's book, because he was saying that he stayed with his ex-wife because, spoiler alert, they break up, because he wanted to do the right thing. But I guess that was you said ex-wife. <laughs> that was a joke. Oh. Was that he was doing it to be a better father, but then in reality, he was showing them a dysfunctional relationship. So in order to be a better father, they needed to break up so he could be a better role model. And he said instantly, he then had more patience because he wasn't in a loveless relationship and he was immediately able to be that better dad. And actually, sometimes you've got to, you know, do the action that, that seems the hardest or, or most counterproductive. You know, if you don't have any energy, then exercise may be the answer sometimes. You know, if you feel like, the, you know, the chocolate is going to be to boost your mood and then to take a step back and I see this loads and I appreciate I speak about the chocolate stuff a lot but it's looking at the reality of a situation that what you feel like is the right thing to do and is, is medicating you is actually the poison that's, that's not killing you but making your life worse yeah belief's not always going to be true and you're, that's where you've got to challenge your inner voice got you where you are now and if you're not happy with where you're at right now then you need to be challenging that inner voice and that's our job and sometimes you know it gets a bit of a kickback because it's, it's uncomfortable to look at the decisions you're making as being incorrect but that's just the nature of the beast. And if you don't change, you'll keep making the same mistakes till the day you die. You're going to keep making mistakes. So you might as well make mistakes that are moving you forwards or new mistakes rather than just making the old ones that you already know are, are incorrect. Yeah, so I think to round up, self-care is pertinent. You know, if you're not looking after yourself, then essentially you're not, 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 not looking after your family. But you're not giving your family or the people around you the best version of you that can be. You know, you're kind of compromising your full potential, really. So kind of, like I said, taking that bit of self-care and ensuring that you're getting the right foods for your body, you know, that you're getting some kind of movement in, whatever that is, whatever that, you know, it seems to be, it doesn't have to be a set gym routine. Your diet doesn't have to be perfect. Just look to make some positive changes. You know, do some yoga, do some breathing, do some meditation. Try these things, be consistent with them. You know, aim, yeah, aim to, aim to just, just improve what you're doing right now and then see how much of a positive effect that has on your kind of your mindset, your well-being and just focus on the positives. Hmm. Good. Hmm. Thank you very much for listening. As always, please like, subscribe, feel free to drop us a message if there's anything that you particularly want us to cover.